Right. Well, let's let's all agree in prayer right now. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together, and um, we are the church. We're we're the the fellowship of believers. We're the living stones of your temple, and we thank you, Lord, for this day. We'll rejoice because this is the day that you gave to us. We we come together. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, and we gather together. It says, where two or three are gathered together in your name, you're here in our midst. And I pray, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to anoint us, anoint this service, anoint everything that proceeds forth from here. We thank you, Lord, for blessing this and blessing this service, Lord, and this message by your Holy Spirit, that, Lord, that we, as we gather together this way, that there's strength in the unity of the body of Christ and the power of your Holy Spirit, and we give you all the glory, Lord. We pray that you would receive glory from whatever proceeds uh, from this day. And we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And even now, we just pray, Lord, your presence fill our home. That we can feel and sense your presence. And as we do this together, it's like we are together in spirit, Lord. And we just thank you for the powerful word, the testimonies that will come forth, Lord. And then how much we give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, um, I don't know how long um, this message will be. I'll be honest with you. Uh, this, this feels really weird, you know, to be talking into a camera. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a tech guy or, you know, even when I was dating my wife to call up on the phone and talk to her. I'm, I'm a much more in-person kind of, per, you know, kind of uh, communicator. I like to see people when I talk to them. I like to, um, you know, be in person. But be that it is me, uh, this is what we have and we're going to use it to its fullness. And we're just blessed that we have this option. Um, you know, like I said, this this was something that was called for by the local government as well as our our president, and he was saying that we want to mitigate the spread of this virus. And this is something that's, I would say it's unprecedented. Maybe if you go back to um, 1918 with the Spanish flu that came through, and that was so long ago. But one of the places where it didn't really uh, gain a lot of traction from what I my reading or finding out in history was um, the city of San Francisco because they took the warnings to isolate and just keep themselves uh, separated seriously. And of all places in San Francisco, it didn't seem to cause that much damage because they took the warnings. So it's good that our, our government is, um, you know, taking measures to kind of head this off. I also believe that the name of Jesus is so much more powerful than anything. And, you know, we don't live by fear. We live by yes, faith. Lord. And uh, the word of God says in first, second uh, Timothy one, seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You know, that's a very uh, familiar scripture. And we've, um, you know, talked about that in times past, but it's true. You know, I remember um, when I got injured and I was reading uh, this morning about what causes fear, what causes people to come into fear and one of the things that it was, was to feel uh, constrained or constricted, uh, to feel like if you're um, claustrophobic and you're confined to a space. And I remember when I injured my hand and I felt like I was a prisoner of my own body. And I was at home one day and a panic attack came upon me. 
and it felt very, very scary and very uh, uh, like loss of control. And it just felt like I was going to go into a real dark place. And I called on the name of Jesus. And once I did that, I just felt this thing lift off of me because the name of Jesus is powerful. And there was dark things that were trying to come on me. And so, you know, we don't we're not subject to this spirit of fear. In fact, that we uh, fear is under our feet because we're in Christ and Christ is in us and there's nothing to fear. You know, uh, President Roosevelt uh, during World War II, after the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, he gave a speech and he says, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Fear is an entity and we don't have to be subject to fear because Jesus Christ is greater than anything that we're facing right now. And not only that, he also told us that things were going to go like this in the last days. And he told us beforehand, he told his disciples before he went to the cross, he gave them a heads up on all the things that were going to happen. So when it did go down, that they wouldn't lose heart. And so he's basically given us the prophetic scriptures in the Bible. And he told us that there would be times like this. And, uh, you know, these are the times where when we actually are going through it, we have to exercise our faith and not go at our feelings. We have to cling to the Lord. We have to turn our eyes to Jesus and we just cling harder to him. And it's awesome that we have, uh, like I said, this uh, medium that we can keep in communication with and keep in touch with so that we can encourage one another. The, the, we gain strength from the body of Christ. You know, when we get together, uh, we uh, can encourage one another in the faith. And, you know, even watching this live stream, I'm seeing the comments coming up. And that's an encouragement to us that we're not separated. Another thing that I was thinking about, you know, that normally on a church service, there's there's spots within the islands or throughout the the nation and the world where people gather corporately. And it's something that God wants for us to do. He said on the first day of the week that we should do that. And, you know, it's normally, you, we would normally gather in the Haile Miley Scout Hall and we would uh, do our praise and worship. We would do our communion. We would do our offering and testimony and the message, the praise and worship. And, uh, you know, it's just a powerful, powerful thing when all those things uh, corporately come together. But the other thing that I was thinking about is this morning that we're exhorting our church to, uh, in your homes right now, to take a time of worship, uh, take a time of prayer before the service. And this message is going out there and the word is going out. And not only that, you know, there was some people that were interested in this live stream who otherwise would not be a part of our church. So this is going out. It's casting a, a wider net right now uh, to those who normally might not be a part of our church. And so we're able to um, broadcast a little bit further. But then I was thinking about like if you have salt in a, in a salt shaker and it's it's pretty much contained in one place. But now those grains of salt have been peppered or has been salted throughout the whole island. And there's, there's many, many churches that are doing the same thing that we're doing. And so this influence of us as the body of Christ being the salt and the light, we're out there in the community. We're praising the Lord. We're praying in our respective places where we live. And so this is a powerful thing, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's awesome that we can do this. And so... We just thank you, Lord, that you have a plan, you know, that this is this is not a surprise to you. You realize that this was coming, that um, uh, you have a plan through this whole thing to see us through. And um, I want to go to a scripture in John 14. You know, and this was Jesus. He was talking to his disciples uh, before he went to the cross. And it says this in John 14, 1, it says, let not your heart be troubled. 
You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know, don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, we uh, as believers in Christ um, have such a glorious hope and future because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, because we have allowed him to set up his throne in our heart, that when we invited him into our heart, it displaced all those other idols and those things that would compete with that. And, you know, the, walking by faith is a, is a warfare. It's a daily thing. It's a daily pick up your cross and walk. And that's, you know, what we do. We keep our eyes fixed on, on the Lord. We look around and we see things going on and it, it just um, verifies that the word of God is true. But we keep our eyes fixed upon the Lord. And he says for us not to let our hearts be troubled, nor let us be afraid. Now, there is things that are going on right now that could cause fear. You know, you look at the news and let's not be, um, you know, blind to that fact where we see, you know, that they're, they're shutting down countries, they're shutting down borders, they're shutting down airlines, you know, all these things are going on. But for us, that shouldn't inspire fear. It should make us uh, look to the Lord even more so that our hope and our life is in Christ and uh, we can have confidence in our God. We can look back through the times in our life, through hardship, and we've all gone through hardships where God was faithful. And even though it was tough that we got to the other side because God has a plan, that God is working on our behalf and he's moving us forward and he's crafting us and he's perfecting us through these things. You know, I saw, uh, you know, we've all heard this quote and it's from uh, Thomas Paine and he was a, a patriot in 1776. He made this statement on December 23rd. But he says, these are the times that try men's souls. You know, when we go through hardship, trying means a testing and, and a refining. These are the times that refine our soul. So we cling to that which is eternal, those things that are going to last for eternity. We uh, get rid of those things that are superfluous or just they're, they're unnecessary. And we focus on those things that are going to last forever. The firm foundation of Christ. We know in the word of God, it says that there would be a time of shaking that would come to the earth. That it says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken to only those things that uh, will not be shaken would remain, which would be the rock of Jesus Christ. You know, we just saw, I just saw this morning in, uh, um, what country was that? The European country. Uh, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name. But they had a major earthquake, a 5.4 earthquake. But because of the buildings were pretty much made of a brick. And, and even some of the, the churches there, I just seen those um, uh, structures just collapsed. A lot of cars were flattened. They said there was some injuries. I don't know if they know the extent uh, of what happened there. Uh, but a shaking, you know, and, and that's one of the signs that the Lord said that these days would entail would be earthquakes in various places or diverse places, places that normally didn't have earthquakes. And so we're seeing those things come to pass. We saw one the other day, uh, a five point something in Salt Lake City, Utah, and they had the Mormon uh, tabernacle, the, the, the um, temple over there, and they have a statue up there of the, um, the angel Moroni. 
the one who supposedly got these revelations from from God or whatever, and the thing shook so hard, the trumpet that 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 a golden uh, statue up there was holding on, the trumpet fell down and hit the roof over there, and so um, you know God is is shaking right now. He's shaking the planet. He's shaking, and I believe it's this. I believe that God loves people so much that He wants to get people's attention. Yes. He wants to get people out of their complacency. He wants to get, uh, he wants the focus upon those things that are important. You know, right now, there's many things that are shut. You know, all the entertainment is shut. The sports are shut. Even Disneyland is shut right now. All the, you know, the the uh, amusement parks are shut. A lot of things, you can't go to the movies. So this is a good time for us to focus on the Lord. This is a good time for us to focus on those things that are eternal and what is God trying to tell us right now? You know, he's trying to tell us, focus on me. You know, uh, have faith in me. Make sure that your, your foundation is firm in Christ. You know, the Lord goes on in that same portion of scripture in um, John 14. Um, excuse me. And he says in John, uh, John 14, 25, These things I've spoken to you while being present with you, well, uh, being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom my Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance the things which I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, you know, the Lord, I've heard it said, and I, you know, never really ran that down. That's a lot of scriptures. But they said that there is at least... 365 times in the Bible where the Lord, where the uh, word of God says, fear not, you know, so he doesn't want his people to live in fear, but he also wants us to be aware of the times of which we're living. You know, if you're, you, you're part of this church, you know that, you know, one of my passions is uh, Bible prophecy. And, you know, I, I love the topic because I believe that it, it's very important, especially in the time in which we're living uh, the Bible is anywhere, some people say, one quarter to one third prophecy. And it's talking about this time of which we're living. You know, I, I don't know the, nobody knows the exact timing of the Lord's return. But I believe that we're in the season of that time. You know, uh, the Lord said, you know, that there would be signs that we all, you know, I've covered this many, many times. But, you know, one of the signs that he did say that would be, would be heralding his second coming would be pestilence. The other one would earthquakes, that there would be, you know, wars and rumors of wars, that kingdom would rise against kingdom. I think that we're seeing that really drastically in this day, you know, all those signs, but even a kingdom against kingdom, even in the political realm, it seems as if it's not about one party against another party. It seems it's it's more like a, a kingdom of, of light against a kingdom of darkness, where people are demanding uh, to have abortions and even sneaking in uh, funding for Planned Parenthood when there's disaster relief and they're trying to sneak these in. Why? Because it's a war against light and a war against darkness. And people are, are gaining power from these things. But God's word is stronger than all of this. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than any of these powers. And it's time for us as the body of Christ to rise up, call upon the name of the Lord. Last week, Sunday... After our church service, we went up to Pastor Daniel's church and we had a, a corporate prayer and we were calling upon the name of the Lord. Somebody uh, uh, or a president called for a national day of prayer. And it's a good thing that when the president or the, you know, the top authority in the land calls for a, a national day of prayer, which we did. And I believe 
that this disaster that we're uh, experiencing right now is under the feet of Jesus. It's under the blood of Jesus. It's interesting that we're coming into the Passover season. I think it's going to be uh, next week, April, in the middle of the month. And, you know, we read the story about the Exodus and the children of Israel leaving. And there was the death angel that came over and it, it, it basically took the firstborn of everyone in Egypt, aside from those who had the blood over the doorposts and the lintels in their house. The blood of Jesus afforded them uh, protection. You know, in the Word of God, it says this. Um, it says, in, in this is in Isaiah chapter uh, 26. It says, Come, my people, enter into your chambers and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. We know that there's going to be a judgment. I'm not saying that this is a judgment of God. This could be just the natural results of wickedness of men and just uh, circumstances that, you know, the, that things are going on right now. But there is coming a time where God will judge the earth. But he says that he, he told to his church, I have not appointed my church to wrath, that there is a plan to shelter his people in that time. And even now, you know, we have that secret place of the Most High. Um, one of the things that I commanded our church to do, and we prayed it last week, uh, Susan ha had committed that uh, psalm to memory, and it was Psalms 91. You know, went to a pastor's meeting last uh, this past Thursday, and every you know the the devotion was about Psalms ninety one. Excuse me, my nose is running. And uh, um, you know, everybody's talking about Psalms ninety one right now. You know, and 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 it is a great psalm, and it's and there's a promise of God's protection in this. It's a promise of His covering. It's a promise of His protection during times of trial. It's a place of refuge. You know, our uh, God is our place of refuge. He's our fortress. Um, let me read it. You know, it's, it's uh, I, I have it committed to memory, but I'll, I'll read it. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. See, this is the first uh, mention of that word, uh, pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. Uh, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble to deliver him and honor him with long life. I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. What a promise in the word of God. What a tremendous uh, covering. And it's that secret place that we want to dwell with the Lord. And how do we, you know, how do we get to that secret place with the Lord? 
you know, it's not that difficult or it's it's something that we need to choose to do. It's it's that place that we go to. It's that place of prayer. It's that place of worship the Lord. It's that place of intimacy with God. It's that secret place where this isn't for show. This is between me and God. And this is the place that we want to dwell. We want to spend more time there. You know, and, and something like this where, you know, we're locked up, we're quarantined, and we can be doing that more. You know, we can take more time to do that now with without so much distraction. You know, in the, in the book of Matthew, uh, the Lord is giving the Sermon on the Mount, and he's giving some really good principles about these sorts of things. And it says, uh, you know, that, that talking about that secret place, um, in Matthew 6, it says this, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have your reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before uh, before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets that they may have glory for men assuredly I say to you they have their reward but when you do a charitable deed do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deeds may be in secret that your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly so that's one of the first things to do is in our giving in our acts of uh, kindness our alms that we don't make a big show of it we just do it and it's between uh, your heart and the heart of God. You know, we give because God loves a cheerful giver. God has given everything to us. He's given us his, his son, Jesus. And then it goes on. It says this, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners in the streets, that, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. But when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So this is another place where God promises to meet us in that uh, prayer closet, in our secret place, our secret time of prayer. And um, we could have a place where we go and we actually shut the door behind us. You know, we saw that exhortation in the book of Isaiah. It says, go in and shut the door behind you. And so this is a place of intimacy with God. And then it goes on. It says in the same chapter, verse 16, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces as many appear to be men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you will not appear to be men, uh, men to be fasting. But your Father, who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees secretly will reward you openly. You know, so uh, giving in a secret way, praying in a secret way, and fasting in a secret way are, are all ways that we can enter into that secret place to the Lord and uh, have that intimacy and have that confidence because, you know, one of the things that we want to do and we see in our church is that when we pray, that God answers our prayers, you know, that he moves when we pray and we have a, a powerful prayer ministry in this in this church and we thank the Lord that he hears the prayers of this church. It's one of the promises he said in the book of John. He says that, you know, that by this you would bear much fruit, that my father would be glorified, that when we pray, God would hear our prayers and answer those, and do those things that are in accordance with his will. So we thank you, Lord, for that. You know, in, in uh, that same chapter in Matthew, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, right now, you know, the... 
the the questions are being asked right now and like how long is this going to go on how long are we going to you know shut the tourist industry how long are we going to be holed up in our houses how long is things going to be nobody really knows for sure you know there's all kinds of different information out there and um we're praying that it's going to be uh short lived that this virus will just be canceled in the mighty name of Jesus so we can pray that after we're done with the message but i believe that when we prayed uh, together as the body of Christ uh, last week, and we are, I know there are people are praying, the church is fasting right now to see this thing come to a quick end. And that's what our we're ho our hope is, that God in the name of Jesus is more powerful than anything that the devil can throw at us. We thank you, Lord, for that. You know, um, when I was, I was talking to Pastor Rob about this, and I said, you know, in the Bible, it does talk about a time of pestilence, a time where th these things would come, and I said, but it doesn't have to happen now. That as the church is here and it's enough, it, it's the salt, it's the light, it's the presence right now in this world. We're like, we have a great influence. We have great um, ability to call upon the name of the Lord, great dunamis power. And there's power yes, in agreement. Lord. And it says that, you know, one can set a thousand to flight and two can send 10,000 to flight. So there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And there's power in agreement when we pray. And so I believe that we can suppress this scourge that's across the planet. I believe it could be a foretaste of things that are coming, but it doesn't have to take uh, full control right now. You know, there's, um, there's a lot more going on than meets the eye to this whole thing. It could be in some ways uh, trying to strike fear in people. There's agendas that are being moved forward right now. You know, the, there is a, a, a one world, a global agenda. The United States was moving, it seems, away from that. You know, we we're going more in a nationalistic direction that we were wanting to see America be a sovereign nation and not be absorbed into this new world order. And all of a sudden, boom, we get hit by this, you know. So there's there's a more more... Uh, to this that meets the eye and and yet the Lord is not surprised at this the Lord knew all this thing was going to happen and it's our response is how are we going to address this how are we going to come uh, what are we going to do in response to this well one of the things that we can do as the church is pray the other thing that we can do we can stay um, in the confidence of God and we can be a witness to our friends we can be a witness to our family and they're like aren't you afraid of this aren't you afraid of what's going on right now and we don't have to have fear because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind that we can have confidence and we can inspire confidence in others and they'll ask you why it says in the Bible what's the reason for the hope that you have there's a scripture that says that people would ask us what's the reason for the hope that we have because my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that my uh, I'm seated in heavenly places. We, as the body of Christ, are seated in heavenly places. Yes, there's stuff that we go through here on the earth, but we're we're just a soldier sojourners. We're we're passing through, and this thing is 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 just it will come to pass. This isn't our home. Heaven is our home. Uh, we're part of a kingdom. That that this is not our uh, our kingdom here. That this world is passing away. But yet the things that God says are eternal. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the thing that uh, in Matthew 21, you know, Matthew 21 talks about this time also. You know, uh, we need to be aware of uh, the hour of which we're living, you know. And uh, 
in Matthew 21, let me see, uh, verse 7, it says, uh, when his disciples went up to the temple, they asked him, when would be the sign of your return? When is this temple going to be destroyed, like you said, Jesus? So he, they asked him, saying, teacher, when will these things be? And will be this sign when these things are about to take place? And he said, take heed that you are not deceived. So we know today is a time of deception. There's a lot of deception out there. And the way that we are not deceived or the way that we can uh, discern um, truth from error is to know the word of God. That if we know and we have relationship with the Lord and we have his Holy Spirit, he can give us discernment. It says the Holy Spirit is our teacher and he can teach us all things. He can keep us on the on the proper path so that we're not deceived. Sometimes I, 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 I hear what people believe or what they're saying and I'm like, how did they ever come to that conclusion? It just seems to be common sense to think, you know, the way that would be more in line with the Bible. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit and you're not spending the time in the Word and you're getting your information from uh, CNN and the the news media out there, then it's just veering our public or it's veering our the world into a place that is not accurate. And so the Word of God is is our anchor and it's our it's our plumb line and it's the thing that lets us know that this is accurate this is true it's just like if you're going to build a house you know you use a, a a bubble level and you use a square and you know that this is right the bible is that it's a plumb line it's a it's a bubble level and it's a square and by that we can know what is true it says so it says not to be deceived and it says therefore uh, do not go over it. verse 9 but you will hear wars and commotions. Do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end is not, will not come immediately. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and pestilences. And there will be a fearful sight and a signs from heaven. So these are all things that the Lord told us about that would be coming and, you know, I was reading some comments uh, as people are seeing, you know, we're seeing the locust plagues going on. We're seeing this pestilence. We're seeing cities shut down. And they're saying, we're in the time of the tribulation. And and I wrote a comment on there. I says, no, we're not in the times of tribulation yet. We're in the times of um, the birth pangs or we're in the times of trouble right now. This is kind of the ramp up of what's coming. But before that, the Lord promises to his church that I have not appointed my church to wrath, that he's made a way for us to forego the wrath that is coming upon the earth. But we need to be in that secret place. We need to be in that shelter under the shadow of his wing and not to be cavorting with the world that we um, uh, love the Lord and we want to serve him and we want to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. It goes on in Matthew 21. Excuse me, my nose, my nose is running. It says, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity and the sea and the waves roaring. Doesn't that kind of sound like right now? You know, there's a lot of perplexity. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at our president and he's doing these news conferences and he just looks so, uh, so tired. And, and you can tell it's just bombarded with information. And we must remember to pray for our president. You know, this is really important. He's doing the best he can. You know, he's not perfect. Uh, Donald Trump is like any one of us. He has his faults. But I must say that that man has uh, done a really good job for this nation at this point. And we need to continually pray for him that he would get good counsel, that people would, would uh, 
uh, tell him, you know, their good advice and he would make right choices for this country right now. And it says that men's heart, it says uh, the waves roaring with perplexity. It says men's hearts failing them for fear and expectation of those things coming on the earth for the powers of heaven will be shaken. And it says, then they, they will see the son of man coming in the clouds of power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads for your redemption draw nigh. You know, in the, in the gospel of Matthew, speaking in Matthew 24, and he's going through all these different things, all these same signs, and it's, you know, fearful signs, it's earthquakes, it's pestilence, it's, you know, it's wars and rumors of wars. And then he says in, in, that, in that portion of scriptures, and this gospel, and you, you know the word gospel means good news, and you're thinking to yourself, man, we just read a bunch of horrendous things taking place there. But he says, and this gospel shall be preached in all the world, and then the end will come. So I was thinking, well, what's the good news in that? The good news that it's not going to stay like this forever and Jesus is coming back to establish his kingdom. So there is a point where Jesus comes back and we seem to be that generation. You know, it goes on, it says in this same portion of scripture in Luke 21, it says, but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the cares of this life that that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. Man, didn't this thing come on us like a snare? Who saw this coming? You know, that it would come to this proportion. You know, I, I've been keeping an eye on this. And even in our Bible study, we've been following this this coronavirus as it, as it metastasized in, in China for, for weeks and weeks now. But the way it came on us in here in the United States, I was really shocked at the speed at which it moved. And so... It'll come as a snare on those who dwell on the face. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. God has not appointed his church to wrath. I believe he's such a loving God. He's allowing these sorts of things to shake up our complacency, to shake up the status quo so that we focus upon that which is eternal, that which is lasting, that which God desires. That he's allowing things to be, you know, rattled here, so that we're like, okay, God, I get it. I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look up because my redemption is drawing nigh. I believe that that's what he's doing right now. He's he's allowing um, these things to kind of uh, shake up our complacency, so that we can reevaluate where we're at and get get more firm of a foundation on the things of God, the things that are eternal, because he's coming back. And the good news is. Things aren't always going to be like this. Things are not always going to be in a broken, uh, sinful, um, broken world like how we see that it's coming. His kingdom is coming and it's going to be an amazing, amazing uh, turn of events. And we thank you, Lord, for those truths in your word. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got uh, one more scripture that I wanted to close. One of our favorite scriptures, you know, when we went through a time of shaking in our lives where everything that could be shaken seemed like it was shaken. And it was so amazing. I had a dream, and I've shared this with the church probably several times, but I had a dream that I saw this banner across the back of our garage. And, you know, back in the day, I used to help with a sermon series, and Pastor Rob would ask me, oh, could you do an accompanying sign or a banner? And that was way before we even did that. But I saw a banner across the back of our garage wall and it said be still and know that I'm God and I'm like what does that even mean you know and and basically it was to surrender 
You know, it, it, it meant to just tr have trust, even in times where it looks like you shouldn't be surrendered on this. You should be really upset. You should be really uh, freaking out over this. But the Lord was testing us to uh, have faith in that time. And let me read this scripture because I, I believe it really speaks about the times now which we're living. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and are troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. You know, we do our Bible study and I, I get these, these uh, clips from these guys, the two preachers from Australia, and they collect clips from around the world of um, just really cataclysmic things that are going on. And one of the things that I see happening more and more often is just, just big sections of the mountains just collapsing off and, you know, collapsing. And it's like, when did that ever happen before? You know, big sinkholes open up. It's like, where is all this dirt going? Why is the earth so, so unstable at this point? Then in verse four, it goes on. There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place, the tabernacle of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved, for God shall help her. Just at the break of dawn, the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of J Jacob is our refuge. So once again, speaking about the high tower, the strength, the rock that our Lord is, that even in times of trouble, when the very mountains are falling into the oceans, that God is our refuge, and we can take confidence in that, that he's ever change, never changing. God is a rock. You know, the other the other day I, I drove around through Kahakaloa, and there was a rock, this huge rock, they call it the Bellstone, on the side of the road. And um, I remember going over there with my friend from high school, and I wanted to take a picture of it. I went out there and took a picture of it, and it looked the same. It never changed. That rock was the same that I remembered it from the time in high school. So just like God, he doesn't change. His, his word is eternal. And it says this, in closing this psalm, it says, Come behold the works of the Lord. He has made desolations of the earth. He makes wars to cease the, to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. So God is the same yesterday, today, forever, that we can have confidence in him. We can hide in his strength, and he will shelter us through these times of trouble. And we have confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.